Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. On LMFM. Yes, asking for help is something that a lot of us struggle to do. Many of us might think that asking for a helping hand is a sign of weakness. You don't want to burden other people. You don't want them to think you can't cope. However, in these challenging times that we are now living in, it is more important than ever to reach out and ask for help. My next guest spent a good portion of her life not asking for help. With a marketing career spanning over 20 years, working with Fortune 500 companies and multinational companies, she's a whiz when it comes to helping them communicate their, to their audience. Yet she struggled to ask others for help herself and it took a long time before she learned that asking for help was indeed a form of strength, not weakness. In 2006, she set up her own marketing communications agency, called Achieve Marketing and after noticing a demand for copywriting services she set up her own website devoted to this and has written a book 31 Days to Write Better Copy which won an award. In fact she's picked up quite a few accolades along the way and it's easy to see why she was shortlisted last year for Graeme Norton's Gin Inspiring Awards as the most inspiring businesswoman in Leinster. I'm delighted to have Denise Faye with me for much needed Monday motivation. How are you doing Denise? Good morning, Sinead. How are you doing? I am doing great and it's great to have you on the show because I've wanted to reach out to you for an awful long time to to join us on the show. But first of all, you strike me as somebody who's always, you know, striving to achieve the next goal in life. You know, you've worked with Fortune 500 companies, multinationals. You set up your own marketing company, which is literally called Achieve. uh, And you picked up a few awards along the way. Were you always like this? Were you always striving to achieve your potential even as a child? When you put it that way, Sinead, um, it's funny. You know what, it's interesting because that question made me kind of think back. And it's funny because my mom and my dad would have always just said, you know, just do your best. That's all you can ever do. And that's all they ever asked of ourselves. And, you know, and that's even what I say to my own children. So um, I suppose I just did my best and I did mm. my best at a lot of stuff. And then um, so the stuff that worked, worked. And of course, then the stuff that didn't, didn't. I mean, I could never join the basketball team because I couldn't hit the basketball hoop or, you know, couldn't pass the ball. So, therefore, I knew I was never going to be any good at the basketball team. So, I suppose, yes, in one way would be to answer your question. But, yeah, um, I think that we all have potential and we all kind of, like, you know, teach our children, like, a potential that they can have. So, I suppose, yeah, but, like, it's interesting when I look back. Like, I set up, I called my company name Achieve, not necessarily because it's about achievement, even though that's everything that's, my entire life, you know, um, but sometimes you don't know until you look back. Like I set up my um, company name, Achieve Marketing, because it was like the letter A. I was looking for the letter A because I wanted to be listed first. Ah. You know, kind of like, you know, directories. So, um, yeah, I remember walking down the Dublin Road going, oh, what am I going to call my company name? Let's go with an A word. And then Achieve kind of popped into me as I walked down the Dublin Road. So, you, you know, it's funny when you look back, like somebody once said success leaves clues, and that would be a clue that would actually... 
Oh, I, I, that's that's just what I was going to say. Not exactly that quote, but I was going to say that was absolutely a clue for you in terms of uh, picking the absolute perfect name. But take me back to the start, you know, of your professional life. Why marketing? Why get into this area? Oh, do you know what you name? That's a funny old story. Um, I started back life in marketing back in 1997, but um, back in 1997, I just came out of college. I did my business and law degree in UCD, and I was looking to do law more so than the business side of things. I thought business, yeah, whatever. And um, so I was waiting for my place because at the time, Blackhall Place had a massive um, backlog of people to get into to be a solicitor at the time. So I um, sent my CV around to a good few places. IT places at the time because IT was just kind of taken off back mm. in 97 and um, so I sent my CV on spec to a guy um, Neil Wilson in Datalex and he was quite inspired because I knew they were looking for graduates in IT so he was quite inspired that I was quite go gattery and um, if there is such a word is there? I don't know. Well you've just created um, it and it's perfect <laughs> for you <laughs> Yes hashtag go gattery um, but, so he got me um so he took me on um in marketing and logistics at the time and there was a great guy there that worked there but he actually only lasted two months and and um, so but come the first of november back in 1997 myself and karina another marketing graduate business graduate was taken on so we took over the marketing department and i suppose it was a baptism of fire at the time so i guess i was very lucky in that like you know here on left <laughs> obviously not so lucky, but then it was a baptism fire. So literally we had to go back to the books and support the sales guys and sales teams to do the bit of marketing because at that time it was really exciting. Like mm-hmm. the internet, you know, the kids listening won't even like understand. Like we had email, which was great, but Alta Vista was there, Netscape was there. They were the browsers of choice. There was no Google, there was no, Microsoft was obviously hanging around somewhere around there, but I don't remember it, but it was just a, a baptism of fire because we were working in the travel industry and we were going from, regular technology to the internet yes a terribly exciting time you know it was all about like share options and stuff like that I mean it was super exciting at the time so that's how I fell into marketing and um, so then I never pursued the black hole place thing and um, you found your niche you see you found your, your niche in this and as I mentioned you went on to work with Siemens and Sabre Holdings Fortune 500 global travel commerce company but in, in 2006 you set up Achieve Marketing what inspired you to, st- to start up on your own was it kind of a light bulb moment where you kind of went do you know what I'm, I don't want to work for people anymore I want to do this myself or what led you to that um, you know I, I got made redundant in 2005 so Sabre was a brilliant um, experience and I totally loved it. And I was traveling, you know, all over the world. Um, but I felt a bit burnt out at that time. And uh, Con, my husband, had, he obviously wasn't my husband at the time. He was my boyfriend and he was, um, he had his own business at the time. And I thought, sure, how hard could it be? Sure, why don't I set up my own business? How difficult really can it be? And obviously those are words that kind of haunt me throughout those years. <laughs> how difficult can it be? Um, so I think that was why I pretty much like set up a chief marketing because I thought, you know, I have so much experience from Fortune 500 companies and then the smaller companies that I would have worked with as well that I could take that and actually help customers because I really, at the, end, at the end of the day, I really just wanted to help people and that's why I set up a chief marketing. 
and you know the key word is help and this is what we're, we're talking about in, in this segment because you know you wanted to help other people but you had the reluctance yourself to ask for help and you know one of the things that many people in business and perhaps women are quite guilty of is this reluctance to ask for help we feel that we can we can do it all and you know I absolutely love as you know your TEDx talk um, to all about this asking for help like I'm an absolute disaster myself at asking for help I mean I'm doing this show completely on my own and I never feel like asking for help it's this idea of oh she can't cope she's looking for help when did you was this kind of the way that you felt initially that you were helping all these people but you had this massive reluctance to ask for help yourself yeah Sinead you know it's, it's an interesting one and again you look back because you know, when you're in it at the time you don't notice it it's only really when you look back and I suppose that's why you listen to other people isn't it and you kind of think okay well then maybe a light bulb moment goes off for even people listening like I didn't realise that I never really asked for help and um, so yeah a bit like you Sinead oh I can do it all I'm a superhero I can do it all by myself and I think that women to be fair are all superheroes you know and what's that saying that not all superheroes wear capes yes I think women are so strong and we've got such great role models between our mums and our nanas and stuff like that that we don't I think sometimes stop to actually think that we need help we just kind of keep going and then when you're in the moment, sometimes you just keep going and keep going and keep going until you can't. And it's actually, that's the part where people then ask for help because they just can't go any further. Whereas if you just kind of back it up a little bit and say, you know what, I don't need to do all this by myself. Yeah, and this is this is what happened. So when you did make those tentative first steps to ask for help, what thoughts were running through your mind? Because I would be very like this. Like even now, you know, with, with side projects that I'm doing with other people where I'm not on my own, I don't know if it's my control freak nature or something, Denise, kicking in, but I'm like, when I ask them to do something, I'm very like, but it's grand, it's okay if you can't do it. And I'm like straight in there with an excuse for them nearly. W- were you a little bit like that as well? Oh yeah, look, I am definitely a work in progress, and then you know what? And it's only when I saw that, like that saying that asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness, that it did completely floor me. And that's how I did open the TEDx talk at the time because it did floor me because I was going thinking, I I asked for help, and then I thought, no, I don't. But like I think it's like that. We're very similar in age. We shouldn't really be together. <laughs> um, <laughs> like I would be, um, I would be the very same. I think that it's interesting. We don't ask for help because of the control weakness. Mm. You don't realise you're a control freak until you are, until you, you know, until you realise it. But then you just have to let other people help you out because you just can't do everything by yourself. And you'll achieve so much more by asking for help. Yeah, so when did this, because it's a fantastic quote, I've mentioned it quite a few times on the, on the show so far, you know, that asking for help is a sign of strength, not weakness. When did that actually, when did you start to believe that then? Uh, probably, like, you know, a couple of years ago when I, well, I was like, when I did the TEDx talk that year about like 20, I don't know, 16, 17, yeah. 18. Um, and it was around that time. And I think it was really when I saw that sign. Because it's interesting because I have a client of mine and he's amazing. And um, he put up a quote, something like there's obviously the universal laws of like you have to, like you know, in order to be able to give, you have to be able to receive. And um, I guess that, that was kind of powerful enough as well. Because the same thing with strength. Like if you can give and you can give and you can give, but you have to be able to accept some help as well. And you can only achieve a little bit more, as I said, if you ask for more help. So then so then I started asking people for more help. And even if it only came from like, can you help me like, you know, by picking up the children or things like that and uh, like helping me out with work and stuff like that. So I definitely became more productive and I definitely became more efficient. And I definitely 
just became less stressful. Even last year, like there were things going on, you know, with the family and all that. And so I wouldn't have been able to, I'd be running back to pick up the kids from school or that. And then I just asked one of the girls, you know, one of the other mommies, can you help me out and pick up the kids from school? Even something as simple as that. And then they'd be all, no problem. And that was just a relief, you know, mm. one of those things that you just don't have to worry about then after that. So then you can deal with what's in front of you at the moment. Absolutely. And you, you, you've got that handled. And now more than ever, you know, whether it's somebody who is running a small or a huge business that might be struggling with kind of a COVID uh, affecting it, somebody who might be struggling mentally with this new normal life that we're living in, asking for help now has never been more vital. Absolutely, yeah. And I think, you know what, it's interesting because with that, like in the TEDx, I did a little bit of a 31 days, I did a... Um, an experiment and I asked people for help. And so this is like pretty much like the answers were yes, absolutely, when, when can I help you, what do you want me to do? And the other answer would be no, but I can't do it now, but I can do it tomorrow. Or no, um, no, but, like with a no but, no, but I can do it tomorrow or I can help in, in another way or something like that. So mm. I got very few no's. In fact, I don't think I got any no's, any outright no's. It was all, the no's were, can I do it tomorrow or this evening or two weeks time or something like that you know there was no outright no and I think we're all surprised particularly for people who are afraid to ask for help because there's loads of people out there because there's loads of people who came up to me and even still come up to me now that I described exactly them like all the feelings that I had when I was on the stage they have like you know they say oh that's just me mm. so those people um so I'd just like to say to you, like, the people are good. Like, and that's yeah. really what I found out. The people are good. People are better than you think they are. And generally, like, you know, our brains are programmed. When I have done a little bit of research on that, when our brains are programmed, that when somebody asks a question, we, we answer it. So most people will answer it in the affirmative. And then sometimes people won't, but they'll help you in another way. That's fantastic. And what a great experiment to, to do as well. What would you say has been the biggest challenge you faced in life? And what did you learn about yourself from going through it? Um, you know, Sinead, like, Jesus, life is full of challenges, isn't it? And mm. um, uh, it's interesting, right? Because I'm going to digress a small piece, right? Okay. So I was just talking a little bit to this. Um, I was just talking to my, um, I have a Pilates client. I was talking to her just before this call. And I said, oh, you know, I'm going to be on the radio. and I'm going to be talking about challenges. And she said, what challenges? And I was like, do you know what? I don't really have that. Like, it's all, life is full of challenges, isn't it? And, um... And I think it is full of challenges how we react to them. But one thing that she said to me, right, was really interesting. Because I said, challenges are when I, you know, when I get up in the morning and I say, okay, well, this client likes the message that I'm sending them. Or um, or when I choose to run a marathon, I said, when I choose to run a marathon full of, you know, taped up and on Salvadi. And she laughed because that was happened last year, the marathon. Um, I was quite injured, but I was yes. not going to do it because it was like 20 years of, 20-year anniversary of my first marathon, so I was definitely going to do it. And I had some support, some great support from my team, Carrie friends. But she, I said it was a challenge. She turned around and she said, actually, that was a decision. So I thought that was an interesting perspective. She said that it wasn't a challenge. I said, oh, it's a challenge for sure. She was like, no, it was a decision that you made. And I thought that's an interesting way to look at it because our mind, the way we look at things, is always how we determine everything. Because I will always say that life is a series of moments. I don't believe that there's the happiest day of your life. I believe that everything, like, you know, that life is a series of moments. And even just today, walking down the lane to school, I had a good old chuckle with the kids. And it's how we react to certain things. Same with challenges. It's how we react to certain things 
that we're rebuilt castles in our minds and that sometimes the challenge may not be as bad as we think it is. So when I look back to answer your question about challenges, there's like been so many challenges, but it's actually what really has determined is the reaction to the challenge that you have. So there's just too many challenges to mention. To be fair, oh, what a great answer to that question. Oh, my goodness. And you are so, so right. Because, you know, at the start of the show, I was saying about, you know, going out with the kids and blackberry picking and kind of, you know, those moments that you treasure. And it's the time that you have with each other is really, you know, what we should be valuing. And that's exactly kind of what, you, what you're feeding into there. And you thought you wouldn't be able to motivate us. This lady, when I was talking to her yesterday, she said, oh, my God, why are you bringing me on for Monday Motivation? And you give me a fantastic answer like that but you know finally could you share your, your morning routine with us because I find people who are go-getterers <laughs> as you are have, have a specific morning routine would you care to share yours with us well that is hilarious um, I am definitely a night owl um, when it comes to things like you know, this and I have read myself that successful people have a routine in the morning time um, so my routine in the morning time would be I generally get up at 7 and um, I set the alarm, get up at seven. I have my little hot water and lemon. That's religious. I have that every morning, hot water and lemon. Um, and then I pretty much like, you know, set about, like, you know, looking at, like, starting up my day. It depends on the day because I have a lot of calls, at, like mentoring calls at eight o'clock or half eight in the morning. Um, so that's generally what I do. But mm. I did laugh, right? Because um, this morning my alarm was off at seven o'clock, but I was so tired. And I had no call at half eight and I had no call at eight o'clock. So I actually didn't get out of bed until eight. <laughs> Listen. So I thought I was going to share that with Janine. <laughs> because, you know, I love the honesty. I love it. Absolutely. Listen, we all can't be jumping out of bed at 7am, but I absolutely hear where, where you're coming from. You know, getting up early is vital nine times out of ten, but that little lion can be helpful as well. Listen, Denise, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Thank you for teaching me to ask for help a lot more uh, and continued success with Achieve Marketing and with DeniseFay.com. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. Uh, thanks for having me, Sinead. You take care, honey.